Freaks and geeks out there in podcast land It's Wednesday, February the 1st And you know what that means Welcome, freaks and geeks, to another smoke-filled and jam-packed episode of the Doctor's Orders Podcast With the 512 Foot Doctor The podcast where I meet with some of the most creative and influential people that I know To share stories from the ride of life as always, I'm your host, the 512 Foot Doctor, coming at you live and direct from the one and only studio of Life or Death. If you're a returning freak or geek, well, thank you very much for checking back into our regularly scheduled appointment. And if you're new here, tuning in for the first time, well, welcome to the Freaks and Geeks family. And I want to let you know that you need to buckle up quick for this ride. Freaks and Geeks, you made it out of January. You made it into the first day of February, 32 days into the month. Take a look at yourself. Keep fucking going. Whatever you've been applying yourself to for the last 32 days, keep fucking doing it. Keep fucking at it. Keep fucking going. Because that's what we're going to be doing here at the podcast. We've got a lot of good stuff lined up, which kind of brings me into our guest for this week. Our guest for this week has been on the podcast a total of four times. This makes four. I just want to thank him for the support that he's uh, he's aimed at myself at the podcast. Whenever I've whenever I hit this guy up, he's always been down, always been down to throw on the throw on the cans and get a couple of couple of questions in, a little little combo going. Always, always, always throws in some good ideas. After the episode, little inside baseball. Him and I talked a couple of uh, um, directions to kind of side quest the podcast if i may we're definitely going to be looking into that again rebuilding making the podcast better than what it once was it's always the idea whatever you're trying to apply it whatever you're trying to apply yourself to always making it better than it once was so this is episode number 28 an amazing episode with again a returning guest Episode 28, Cass is back, 4. Here we go. So I've been to pretty much all the state parks in the area, Bastrop, Lockhart, yeah. McKinney Falls. Um, yeah. Yeah, that Waterloo one's pretty sick, because that, that was always like, it had been there. Um, but they've definitely like revamped it and made yeah. something a hell of a lot better of, of what it is now. Yeah. It always had that little canal running through the middle of it. Right. But when I remember it, like in the nineties, it was just grass on one side, grass on the other. It's more like a dog slash like Frisbee slash like yep. walking biking park. Now it's yeah. like, I don't know, like they've modernized a lot of these parks to have these cool little features, cool little like, um, little landscapes. Yeah. The little stages and whatnot. So I definitely think that one um building is, community. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's that one. There's Butler Park, which is pretty dope. That one's like in the down downtown area. Definitely like some a spot to hit up. Yeah. Um but Yeah, I mean I work on six, so I'm I've probably been to most of the parks downtown. I don't know them all by name, but you know that one on fourth and Lamar? It's like a BMX park. 
No, I've heard about that one though. Yeah. It's got the hills and whatnot. Yeah. I've heard about that. I have not even seen that. That's yeah. pretty dope. I'm like two blocks from that and so I'll take lunch sometimes and walk over there and there's usually a couple guys running around like actually doing some riding. It's pretty cool. You work off like West Six or what? Yeah. Okay, the little the definite better end for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's it's you know, it's not too bad. It's right by Lamar, so yeah. there's a lot of little places to eat. No, yeah, I work off like E sixth. Not very close to Sixth Street itself, yeah. but um definitely I can get to that area really quick. Yeah. I don't know. I def I, I get down with that E sixth area a yeah. lot more than I do like the dirty sixth section. For sure. Um yeah. I don't know, there's a lot of like walking stuff. For me, Dirty Six is a thing of the past. Yeah, it's played out for sure. It's, it is. It, it came and went, and it's it the Wild West. You yeah, know? it like, can be the OK for Corral. Sure. Like mm-hmm. you know, just step on somebody's shoes walking down. Yeah, and, you know, that could it's be crazy. It. G- a generic like bourbon, but for us. Yeah. Do you remember Babes? Babe. Was it a restaurant? It was a pool hall. No, I don't. No. Well, she worked there for a while, dated the owner, and um, so I spent a lot of time on six yeah. as like a eight, nine, ten year old. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I saw Leslie, you know, very young. Yeah, and I do remember seeing him for sure. But like the only thing I would go down to there for was like if my parents were taking us to like Pecan Street or something like that. Yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, I spent. My mom took. Uh, my sister to a Britney Spears concert for like Mardi Gras, like a uh, Frank Irwin. Yeah, yeah. And so, I my babysitter was the bodyguard at Babe's, <laughs> the the bouncer. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there. I had like a little remote control lowrider, mm. you know, hanging out. I on remember six, those. Getting some uh, beads. Yeah. Showed up. You know, my mom picks me up at the end of the night and had probably twenty pounds of beads on yeah. me. <laughs> Those remote control lowriders are definitely sick. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, that in itself is like part of the whole like collecting thing. Because I remember yeah. when those came out, Low you rider. had like a solid two, maybe three. They weren't the best quality, though. I no. would say the quality was definitely shit. Yeah. I mean, I think it but was But the fact that they the, could do that was dope, yeah. you know? Yeah. I dig that. I mean, these days, that would probably be like a $60 piece, mm-hmm. and it was probably like 15 bucks. Oddly enough, I feel like the quality would be a little bit better. Today? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, which is weird. because more functional. Yeah, you, you kind of think of like quality has gone down with overtime, but like on an item like an RC car, for some, and I'm not like in the field for purchasing RC cars for yeah. anything, but I feel like those kind of toys have definitely... Um, increased in their quality. And if you want anything to drink, there's some waters in there and whatnot. Um, um, yeah, I well, you know, my my son's 11, so mm-hmm. kind of not really in the RC market, but, you know, uh, for the hobby scale, like $100 and under. Yeah. But I just bought him a little drift truck Okay. last summer, and it was like 50 bucks. Yeah. Ready to run out of the box, like yeah. everything, you know. And that would have probably been 250 dollars when we were kids yeah and it's definitely worth 50 bucks to yeah. just you know mess around with that that's sick where'd y'all get that at ebay oh yeah yeah ebay is my amazon fuck amazon yeah. i dig on ebay for sure i yeah. do like it you can find your i mean so 
With the whole collecting thing, that's like the collector's hub, I feel. And it's been for a long time. eBay. Yeah, eBay. Yeah, they got the vault now. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure. And and that's like why I go to eBay, because that's where I started at yeah. eBay. Like, looking for some collection, you yeah. know. And, uh, and that's what I do, like, a lot of my time is just window shop some random collection that i want to start or yeah you know, wish i still had or something yeah. like that just those words like wish i still had that's a big like yeah a stimulant like a mental stimulant of the whole collecting thing is and i can i guess i was listening to like a documentary before we started this whole like just recording but that's huge in the flashback and not flashback like just the memory that it like spawns or brings out of you when you're like, Oh, I remember when I had that. So it's a time machine. They even said that in the documentary for sure. It is a time machine with any item that you get. It could be, I don't know, a toy. It could be a piece of clothing. It could be a fucking typewriter. It could be a car. It could be a guitar, but these older ones, like I remember playing like an acoustic Gibson from like the twenties and it's like, imagine the hands that this guitar has gone through from its creation up until whatever, 2020, 2019, 18, yeah. when I played on it. Right. It's a shitload of hands and a shitload of stories that it's come across. It's just fascinating to think about that. Oh, yeah. Um, two things on that. Did they address, like, male versus female? And the next thing, um, one thing that I like, that I really kind of like is old tools, like That's tools from, you know, like we were just talking about in the old, um, in Detroit, like, yeah. you know, forties, fifties, sixties tools. And yeah. And thinking about, I mean, look at the man hours that tool has put mm-hmm. in, you know, and it's still working. And, and I buy old antique tools and use them yeah, because there's, you know, they're. And that's on like yours, like what you just stated for like, antique wise but there's heads to collect milwaukee's there's heads oh, yeah. to collect fucking snap-ons yeah and they got those the whole, type, whole collection yeah that's crazy yeah um but then there's like you were just stating collecting for an older um just to have an older piece and continue to use it or, or and or refurbish it and use it like make it even stronger than what it was i think that's pretty dope as well um but, but did sp- they go into like because in, in my view and my experience it's always men that have collections. Like, I don't really know any women that have some collection. It's interesting that you state that. Like, I was going to say, like, are you talking about, like, G.I. Joe versus Barbie? But no, you're talking, like, physical man versus woman. Yeah, my wife doesn't really have a, a collection of anything. And I, that's even another statement that that documentary made. Like, if you really think, like, someone can make that statement, but honestly, it's quite possible that they have at least one collection. Because. Sure, Yeah. And they might not consider consider them collectors per se, but they do definitely have a collection that um, that they I don't know um, that they maintain and they, yeah. that they appreciate. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure that you know my wife would probably say that she does have a few collections, but like as far as like the the majority of the phenomenon of collection. Yeah. Like I, I feel like anytime you see somebody talking about a big collection, it's a guy. Yeah. There's a larger male presence, huge collection of cars, huge, you know, houses full of star Wars yeah. stuff or whatever. Star Wars is. is a big one on the whole collecting yeah. thing. Um, I mean, shoes, you shoes know, in the shoe world. I mean, 
is there a big female present? I mean, we're talking like sneakers versus like heels, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, um, I may be wrong about all of that. No, I mean, that's all good. But like, I think um, like ornaments, Christmas stuff yeah, is right. a big like, uh, and I, I don't want to like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, put like a stereotype on like a sex or anything like that. Yeah, so, same. Um, but Christmas ornaments is a big one. Yeah. But I, I, I collect I, those. Me too. So there you go. Um, what else? It's certainly present in men. Mm-hmm. At least we can yeah, it's a more predominant, more dominant in the male like species to collect yeah. or have like a collection of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, and don't hate me, freaks and geeks, for staying like going down this route. But like that homemaker wife tends to. I mean, I've seen like women that often collect like cows and deck out their kitchen right. with cows or yeah. chickens or some shit like that yeah porcelain porcelain i remember my grandmother used to collect um those those porcelain drama masks yeah and but yeah. they would be the typical happy sad I'm, I'm probably saying that wrong but just that's just what i see the happy sad masks and it would have like a different print the theater um, mask yeah three theater yeah. mask but it, they'd They'd always be the same theater masks, but different colors, different um, themes. A little makeup on them. Yeah, to yeah. them. I remember those. Very present. My, my, you know, I'm definitely wrong because my my grandma had a collection of China. Yeah. Um, and, you know, other collections. Um, the, I don't know if you ever knew about those, but, you know, it was like, during that era of everything, like you could just order off some commercial, you know, yeah. like they were selling knives or yeah. gemstones or whatever, but they had, um, princess Diana dolls. Okay. They were like super pricey. I don't remember the dolls, but I remember, um, she got her own, uh, the fuck are they called? Beanie baby. Yeah. That one went. She, yeah, yeah. My grandma had that in the whole collection of the dolls too. Very, yeah. I'm sure she still has it. Very, you know, hard to find collection. And then like for sales purposes, there's always, and they didn't talk about this in that documentary. Um, and it's just a YouTube documentary, Freaks and Geeks. I forget what, I think it's just called Collecting, but it has a big presence in toys. But a big question that I was thinking about that a lot of um, collectors ask when it, comes to, when it comes to like purchasing is, does, does it have the box? Right. That's huge. Yeah. I don't know why. So on one aspect, we're collecting an item, but we're also like, searching for the box just to yeah. hold on to the box yeah and that's the other side of the collection is like the people who want to like preserve it mm-hmm. and like the pokemon cards like yeah. level 10 whatever they are i wish i still had those i know that's another we just me. said my, that statement i wish my, i still had that my gi joes mm-hmm. man because i know i had some hitter pokemon cards oh i know we're still i never had 100%. like a charizard or a bulbasaur or anything like that but i had some hitter holographic slash promos and or even like foreign ones that I know would have brought in some coin. I had about ten yeah. that I saved from my childhood. Yeah, I just um, had one, and they were all my best. They had always been in you know the protection sleeves or whatever. And yeah. I gave them to my son a few years ago, and he just lost them at school. And so you know what that else? happens, man. Yeah. Um, but like, is. Collect so collecting has its like positives and negatives because it can definitely lead to like hoarding and stuff like that oh, yeah. if you're not careful. Right. But I was thinking this morning, like, is collecting 
genetically passed down like in the bloodline because that's like a statement my mom would like oh like you do this because it's in your blood i don't think it can be passed down bloodline wise but i think the habit gets passed down that's from your bloodline if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense like you're not gonna get it if when you're born but you're gonna witness this habit from the people around you that are i.e. mom dad brother and uncle grandparents whatever you're gonna pick up on that habit which like it's not bloodline bloodline passed down but it is passed down through the people around you that are your biggest influence nature versus nurse yeah I, i would kind of lean to think that it would be more human nature mm-hmm. you know like seasons coming and going and uh winter coming and you know you gotta kind of gotta build a board of food yeah. just to just to live and then maybe you know it kind of grows from there yeah all right so we've talked about like collecting the just the act of it but and you've you've stated like you got a collection of tools what else do you collect i've got a collection of mustangs mm-hmm you know, which is uh, like a daily battle for me to kind of justify mentally having, yeah. you know, because I, I, I always think about collections and like, well, at what point is it a hoard? Mm-hmm. And is it not really always a hoard? Because I don't need any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, I would like to have less stuff and be more present. But at the same time, some of the collection, I think also provides other things for me. You yeah. Know, being, working on the cars and Definitely. having like a space. Therapeutic, like yeah. outlet. Right. Almost like an uh, artistic expression yeah. in the automotive realm. And that's pretty much the justification for keeping those cars currently. Looking cool in it while you're driving them around, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, I think they look cool, but I don't think anybody yeah. else really does. And I, I Freaks and geeks mind the sirens. Downtown New York. Yeah. Manhattan. In the cut, for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, Freaks and Geeks, watch the watch out for the dog, too. He doesn't like that stuff. So my apologies on this one. Um, let's see. So they got the collection of cars that you got to sometimes use the collection of tools on. Yeah. Um, Harmony. Mm-hmm. So uh, cars, what else you got? Uh for collection, I, I mean, I have some Star Wars stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, not really one or two things. You know, I've got a, some small stuff, nothing really. But uh, that's it. That know. realm, that Star Wars slash like sci-fi realm, is huge, and I alluded to it briefly. Um, but that even goes into like the Disney realm of just like yeah. just producing a shitload of stuff, right. and putting it on Mass. the market, and then like there's your hit and miss like items of rarity. Yeah, like isn't the the at at that I said that right? Yeah, isn't that from the what the seventies yeah. like extremely rare that toy for sure? That yeah. one, the Millennium Falcon, the big one, that one's rare. I remember when um, Phantom Menace came out, the Darth Maul figure was like extremely hard yeah. to get, and, and I, that, I had one. Yeah, I mean, I had the, I had all of those. Yeah. yeah, and then keeping those like in the box, in the case versus taking them out yep. of the case. Um, I don't know, man. That's I had a just huge crazy. collection of Hot Wheels. I had Hot Wheels from the first year the Hot Wheels yeah. came out. Um, none of them were in their boxes or anything like yeah. that. But as you know, as far as my collections go, like I, 
anything I collect, I'm not intending on really like making money on mm-hmm. it or selling. So yeah. I don't care about like the money value, the that side of it. It's all just kind of like, does it bring me joy, you know, and does it bring me back to that time? And place? Do you look up if it's appreciated in value? Every now and then, a few things of Just mine will. Just a curiosity. Yeah. I mean, as far as the Mustang goes, I always stay up to date yeah. on the market with that and how that kind of goes. And, um, but every time I think about a number, you know, if I were to sell one of mine, I, I just can't really find You, you don't number. like care for it because you don't yeah. want the money. You want the yeah. thing. I feel the exact same way. Like, I mean, I've got some pops, some little Funko things that bought in at like, and I hate, oh, I don't want to say that. Let me take that back. Purchased them at like That's a very eight. collector <laughs> yeah, language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purchased them like at eight to like max 12 and they go for like 120 now. So is for you, is it an investment? No. No? No, it's not. But I think. But you still keep up. Like yeah, that, for yeah. A, on a few of them for sure. Because yeah. like you, I would I wouldn't sell them either. But just to have them. But even then, like like that one right there, I I don't remember how much I bought it for, but it ranks at like one twenty, one forty. Um, what else? Um, there's it's one certainly collectible. I I know a couple people. Yeah, There's one of like. A sports hero of mine that same thing dropped at like eight to twelve goes for like a hundred now, which is crazy. Yeah. That appreciation yeah. on that for sure. And I mean, even at though that like, level, it is an investment. Yeah, it's an investment, but it's only an investment for like I don't know mental. I don't even want to state like say like just to the, a curiosity investment because yeah. you're like, oh, this has gone up in value, right? Yeah. And it kind of brings some kind of value yeah. to you, not necessarily monetarily. Yeah. Just because you own it and it's kind of cool. Right. But the, like, um, that documentary did talk about digital collecting as well. And sure. that's, it's, collecting has taken a turn for that. NFTs. NFTs. But I feel like those flopped heavy. And I know we're still like in the early realm. We are. We certainly yeah. are. I mean, crypto is here to stay, period. Mm-hmm. You know, mark my words, bet anything. May, it might not be, you know, Dogecoin or yeah. whatever, you know, not that I believe in any of these coins, but um, the technology behind crypto, period, yeah. is here to stay. You know, it's art. It's, you know, the IRS is already looking at it. The Fed, FTC is already looking at it. So, I mean, it's going to be regulated and they're, you know, and it's part of the market. And plenty of things uh, investment wise are you know, unregulated. Yeah. So, you know, this is just something in the early stages. It's here to stay, period. So. I struggle with the whole NFT thing because it's like... But NFTs, yeah, yeah they have a long a lot of flaws. They got a lot of flaws, too, with the whole the fact that everybody, like, just pokes fun and like, oh, you just showed me it. Now I can just take it right. as well. Well, see, I think the future for NFTs are not in art. Yeah. Um I think it's going to be like a vehicle title and proof of ownership through, yeah. you know, from the creation of that vehicle, all the service records, registration records, all that yeah. attached to that NFT. Like I think ba- that's what the future of NFT looks, looks like. Yeah. I feel like Wu-Tang Clan was like one of the early, I don't know, I don't want to say advocates, but like um, people that brought in that whole like collection based off similar to an NFT because they released one of their albums 
no one knew what was on it and they only made the master and that's what they sold. So you wow. couldn't buy that record yeah. anywhere. Wow. You could only buy that one. And I feel like that, like who is that, that, uh, uh, pharmaceutical dirt bag went to who knows at this point in time, but it's I think Shur- that guy bought yeah. it. Yeah. It starts with Shur Kelly or something. something like that. Yeah. Weird, weird looking guy. Um, but yeah, I think he bought it, which is uh, in right. itself that weird. That sounds right, yeah. Um, but that's like an early kind of similar NFT thing that that I remember. That, yeah. um, But that was one of one. But I feel like all right. these current NFTs are one of one as well. Yeah, I mean, who knows? As they are, I think they're, they're going to die in yeah, the art I form. I mean, I think there's some value to it. Yeah. But it's got to be more established, and, and we need to, you know, build better networks that are more suitable for like a global community. Yeah. Because a lot of the networks these NFTs are sold on are really small yeah. and very. You got to really know what you're doing. Yeah, because I love art in in itself, but yeah. I need physical. Yeah, I got to have a physical piece for sure. Yeah, I think NFTs are better. You know, like I said, car titles or um, a ticket to a show. Yeah. You know, something that you can carry that you need proof that you own. But yeah. Because I feel like a Pokemon card is more NFT than a true NFT is, you know? Sure, yeah. And, and worth uh, more. DC is actually trying to do something like that right now. With the NFTs? Yeah, like I feel an like... NFT collectible card type Oh, physical one? No. Or digital? Yeah. Yeah. See, like, a lot of people... I feel like... Ozzy Osbourne dipped in the NFTs. I mean, the list is going to go on, but wanted to do a trading card one. I remember Pete Rose released like an NFT. And I mean, a lot of these guys just got scammed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But they were just trying to put their money. Yeah. They were trying to invest in something that didn't take. Yeah. I feel. And, and you know, we're kind of looking at like the, the new dot-com yeah. bubble, you know, so a lot of, in the dot com era, a lot of things popped up, and you know when the dust settled, when the bubble popped and the dust settled, a lot of them didn't make it. Yeah, and that's what we're going to see with crypto and NFTs. But I mean, yeah, I think that's a good stance on just collecting in general. Um, I think collecting, you may not think that you're a collector, but I think you, at the end of the day, there's something we're all that you have. Something. Yeah, we're all collecting something. Memories. Mm-hmm. photos people that's their collection um i don't know clothes toys the list goes on on what you can collect but plant plants for sure plants is huge on a male and like female spectrum i think plants did pop up like big recently but yeah the pandemic really mm, kind of turned that yeah people getting greenhouses and all that shit just going in like in in in-house in-home greenhouses and whatnot this is uh Kind of a pivot point. What have you tried Ironox yet? Ironox. No, what is that? Tell me about that. That's the robotic um, farm in town. Mm-mm. They're growing arugula, a few other things. Yeah. Uh, they're going to expand what they're growing. But yeah. um, from start to finish, it's managed by robots. Really? Yeah. So they germinate the seeds, um, you know, put it in the soil, yeah. manage the growth, harvest, and packaging. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Market Street Cafe uses their arugula, mm-hmm. so you should go check it out. I'll it's, check that it's out. Pretty good. I can see a benefit in that realm because you can just tell this—I uh, don't know—we'll call it AI, I guess. You can tell that what to do to the T, yeah. and hopefully, it's not going to fuck it up. 
Yeah, it it is AI. Yeah, uh, you know, it's not like some human brain. It just knows how to do yeah. its task. Shouldn't fuck up its measurements. Yeah, it should. It shouldn't it be just off knows time. Where to move and mm-hmm. lift and yeah. things like that. Um, but you know, it's completely clean, bug free, and it's actually hydroponic, so there's no soil. I, yeah, I miss said that, but um, super green. You know, super efficient. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, so. I guess that can also pivot yeah, a little bit. What's your take on this um, daylight savings time thing and trying to like get rid of that? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down too. But I, about it, you know, I don't like it at all. But I feel like they're trying to make this current fall time the time. Uh, yeah, and that's a mistake. Yeah, I feel the same way because I don't want to. I I don't think because right now when we go to like noon. The sun is at its one o'clock point yeah. when it should be the spring uh, time time clock time change. Right. Yeah. It's well, yeah. We need to wait for fall or yeah. um, spring. Um. Yeah. The, it just like you know, I get off work, get home, it's dark. I'm mm-hmm. just like, well, the day's over. I've always been done with it. I've always never liked it. Yeah. A- aside from. Like one, it bringing in colder. Well, it doesn't bring in colder weather, but it's associated with you know the winter yeah. time. Um, I hate the fact that it gets darker earlier, and I don't like that it only truly serves one purpose of some shit that went that you know the founding fathers put into place for farmers. Right, and at the time, the farmers were pretty vocally against it. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't so know. That. It, it's just you know. Bad government. Yeah. You know, I, I believe in government, but there are mistakes they make, and that's one of them. Yeah. Making you do what you don't want to do. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely don't get down on it. Yeah, and I think the Texas current legislation is, you know, going to tackle that this year because they're all fools. But, you know, we'll see. Yep. It's going to be a big le- year for... Uh... Legislation. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. Um, it's gonna be a scary year. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know that since Trump's been elected, they just they've done a great job of making it scary all the mm-hmm. time. But after you know the midterms and the turnout and the results that came, I'm just kind of burnt out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty passionate into politics and keeping up with everything but I don't think it needs my attention as much oh yeah you were trying to run there for a second right you weren't you I, I locally will. yeah I, yeah I will uh I've got you know some maturing yet you know I gotta learn more of how the processes work and bureaucracy what and, to say and how to say and, it. yeah you know I gotta start playing the politics a little bit and figuring yeah. out what what that looks like over here. Yeah. Cause I don't really, I mean, you know, I don't know if you heard there was a big um, proposal by microchip to, or Micron mm-hmm. semiconductor manufacturer to build a plant in town. And they want, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear about that. I didn't dive too much into it, but I remember that popping up. Yeah. I can't remember the details, but I want to say it was like $5 billion in tax abatements from the school district. Yeah. And um, in exchange for the possibility of like maybe seventy eight 
jobs that would pay around seventy thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, starting twenty thirty. Yeah. So, like, I mean, just an investment perspective, like five billion dollars for about five million dollars in revenue. Like, yeah. Come on. And it looked like the school board was gonna take it. Yeah. And they wanted it. So that kind of tells me, you know, they're they're a bunch of sellouts. You know, I don't know any of them, but they got to be if they're dealing with that. They're not looking at any anything from the community's perspective. Yeah. Because what does that do for us? I mean, we have to build the roads to their manufacturing place. Semiconductor manufacturers use a gigantic amount of water. Yeah. I mean, we have water problems in Texas. Yeah. You know, it's... Every day it's getting worse. And all the new housing that's being built, I mean, uh, the water districts around here are having trouble keeping up. Yeah. There's no way that they can keep up simultaneously with a semiconductor manufacturer. Didn't they take off and get picked up in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, upstate New York, which, man, that's a beautiful country up there, you know. I mean, we need semiconductors, you know, it's part of life, but I don't want it in my backyard. Yeah. I think that was like big for like, like old heads didn't want that here. Maybe those yeah. those newer heads that are in this area, those right. like East Austin cats that came over here, were kind of for that. I don't I know can, if anybody was yeah. really. You know, I think it was the if anybody, it's the board just being sellouts, thinking yeah. that it's going to pay off for them somehow. Yeah, it, I, it had to have been you know, from my perspective. I feel like this local government and I like in this town has always been um thinking of like the now and not like the future far, yeah, the, yeah the far future right. for sure. we need to be thinking a generation or two out yeah you know, they've wanted to keep this like area as like small uh i wanted to say humble but i'm not gonna say that just as small and like laid back and um towny as it is yeah but there are people moving here now. They're definitely on board to change that. They're going to force it in another mm-hmm. direction. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the small townness of it. I like the pace of it. I yeah. like that, you know, if I drive on the square at eight 30 tonight, you know, it's not going to be very busy. Yeah. You know, and there's going to be some nights if I drive through at eight 30, it's going to be completely empty. Yeah. I, I like that. You know, I don't, but yeah, there's a lot of, like we were saying earlier, there's a lot of new faces in town, so mm-hmm. it's getting pulled in different directions, and, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, I'm going to run for office one of these days. I don't know what that's going to look like or where that's going to be yeah. specifically, but I still got to wait till I can, you know, sharpen my tools to get in that. Yeah. Have you, like, have you volunteered for anybody? No, um, I was going to do Beto, but I, I'm so busy, you know. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's going to be a few years before I can, like, manage to have time. My daughter's going to have to be older. Yeah. But I I will. Um, I've, you know, I've done some protesting, you know, yeah. back in the day. You know, I've yeah. participated in some activism. Um, you know, I, I know every all of my representatives and you know I've sent them letters and mm-hmm. called them and all that but but yeah no I need to get in um I want to try to 
get in with uh, Judy Zafrini, our state okay. senator. Um, try to get in with her uh, office at the Capitol. Yeah. So hopefully it'll start there. Yeah, we'll do it, man. Yeah. All right. So, um, let me throw a couple of questions at you. These are completely random. Let's see what's let's see what's going down. It's almost like a test. I pulled these. I really fuck with the guy who uh, who drafted this up, um, and they were successful for him. So let's see what's going on. What's your favorite curse word? Uh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't really do a lot of cussing, but yeah, I think that one always just makes a good point. Yeah, it's always good. What's your? It can what, be funny. Yeah, for sure. Can be funny. Can be used for a lot of. Uh, it's very versatile. Yeah, extremely versatile. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Mm, yeah, I mean, definitely public service. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's elected office or um, appointed or you know just something I have to climb up to. Were movies or TV important, like an important part of your life, Grant? Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I feel like from I feel like especially for our generation, it was huge. It was yeah. like our babysitter. Yeah. You know, I it can was see like that. our uh, mentors. You yeah. know, the people we looked up to, like yeah. everything. It was we I don't know, I feel like it was like our almost like our Bible. Yeah. Media in general, you know, like for me, the the rock was like uh-huh. an idol. You know, this thing that I always looked up to and wanted to be like or for sure. act like. Um, yeah, it was, and yeah. he was at, he was acting in itself. You know, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, huge huge part of my life. I think it it's, still is. Yeah, you know, try to keep it healthy, but yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, that's very strange. Like, I feel like um, cartoons, even like the Looney Tunes, help me. It, I learned how to talk sure. from them. Okay, yeah, which is weird. Yeah, um, just the catchphrases they would say, yeah. the things they would say, and yeah. that's odd because when we were growing up, those were the tunes of like the '40s and the '50s yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm taking this like frame of speech from decades and i'm bringing it into like my vocabulary at like modern times which is weird oh i uh, that's one thing i've always loved about is like it's like a window into the past Mm -hmm. and you can watch movies you know from the 40s or whatever and whether they're portrayed in that era or they were filmed in that era that the language is so different yeah today Uh, and i love that and i like you know, being reminded of that so I can reel in my language today and kind of like, you know, because these days we use a lot of, um, I don't, I don't know the word for it, but the language is just different. You know, it's yeah. a lot it's less lot. sophisticated. Yeah. You know? I think it's sophistic, like sophisticatedly reduced to to not offend others. Mm-hmm. Possibly, sure, yeah, definitely. In one, that's one aspect. Or to not I'm, get your ass fired at work. I mean, like the way people describe things, or oh, the yeah. way they talk to people yeah. that they're not going to say Mister mm-hmm. or you know, it, it's people don't say hello anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. I feel like it's like sup, hey, yeah. You know, it's very more. It's very informal these days. Yeah, versus how it used to be. 
What was your favorite um, NES, Super NES, Sega game growing up? Um, Spider-Man. Uh, I can't remember what what Spider-Man it was. Um, man, I'm not good at NES games. Oh, yeah? Yeah. PlayStation was kind of where I took off. What was your favorite one in there? Um, For, like, all of the generation of PlayStation? I guess to, like... Beginning one. Beginning games. Jeez. Um, Maybe one or two. PS1, PS2. Yeah, I mean... James Bond. Mm-hmm. Was that 007? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, one of the biggest ones in my childhood was Vice City. Oh, yeah. For sure. And they just brought that back on PS Plus. Yeah. That's crazy, though, because... I was watching, uh, you should check this one out too. There's a document, a GTA documentary on YouTube. It's like nine hours long. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that Vi- Vice City, Liberty City, and San Andreas are part of like the first game. They go back oh, that right. far. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. The drop down, like bird's eye view game. I've always kind of yeah. been interested in playing that, but I don't know. It's more of like an arcade game, yeah. a true arcade going for like high score and whatnot. Yeah. Right, just doing a run. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, that's where I got, like, a lot of my music, you know. Mm-hmm. They City, had a hell of a San fucking Andreas, radio soundtrack there. That, yeah. Every one of those games have just killer soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Which, it's, which I mean, soundtracks, that's something I could talk, we could talk about all. Movie uh, soundtracks? I love soundtracks. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, what's your, some of your favorite ones? Um, I mean, big one for me that I can listen to pretty much anytime is into the wild okay um you know i we made a trip to the beach one time just listening to the soundtrack of 300 oh yeah just speeding the whole yeah. way <laughs> um you know uh what's that matthew mcconaughey movie that interstellar yeah that one that's more like droney tracks right very yeah uh, similar to Inception. Yeah. But, I mean, I can still, it just, the way it builds and yeah. you just kind of, you know, get into the the waves of it, you know. Yeah. Just... I purchased a lot of, like, uh, Tarantino soundtracks. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I mean, I'm sure I know them, but I'm not, I don't know any of those particularly. Yeah. And he, oh, I don't know, He he's a master when it comes to, like, incorporating specific songs yeah. into his films. Like, right. I got the Reservoir Dogs one. That was probably the first one I bought. I definitely bought the Pulp Fiction one. And I, oddly enough, I can just listen to those whenever. Like, yeah. even in the car, I can, all right, I'm going to throw on. Like, I've found myself saying, hey, I'm going to throw this on just because I want to get in that, yeah. like, vibe, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I will definitely be looking into those because, I mean, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about Yeah, they got some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the, um, uh, damn, what's it called? Mark Wahlberg, uh, porno movie. What's it called? God damn it, Freaks and Geeks. My apologies. I got to come across it. Uh, Boogie Nights. The yeah. Boogie Nights soundtrack is yeah. definitely dope. I oh, think yeah. that... Awesome mm, era. Is that one a double disc? I don't know. I love the double disc soundtracks too. There's yeah. something about like a double disc case, right. even double disc games where you just like... Seems I don't know. Special. Yeah. Yeah. Soundtracks. That's, that's another collection too. I have vinyls. Oh really? Okay, let's get back on that. All right. Yeah. Um, because I th- that's odd. I think 
for some reason, for me right now, the vinyl heads are coming out of the woodwork. Being like, I didn't know you collected a dude I work with. Like before, like a couple last week, I figured out. I've been working with this motherfucker for like five years, and I just figured out, found out by him telling me that he collects vinyl. Wow. So like, yeah, it's kind of a hidden thing. You know, it's like it doesn't really come up. Yeah. You know. What got you into it? Because I was kind of like hesitant to get into it. I was like, no, I'm going to stick with CDs. I got a shitload of CDs. I fuck with music a lot, but I'm just going to use CDs. And then, I don't know, something broke. I got a a vinyl, got a record player, and now I'll buy the CD and I'll buy the vinyl. I mean, so I spent a lot of time with the grandparents growing up, obviously, and uh, they always listened to the oldies but goodies. Yeah. Right. And in the car it was on a tape and at the house it was on a record. Yeah. So they had a huge collection of records and, you know, so I grew up with listening to records. We had the Rocky or, um, the, uh, what's the Rocky theme? Gonna fly now? Uh, or, um, um, I have the, the tiger. Yeah. 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 We had that on vinyl, not from the Rocky, but from the actual the, band. Yeah. Survivor, um, I believe. Yeah. Survivor. There you go. Um, Michael Jackson on vinyl, you know, all that. So that, you know, I grew up with it. And then we moved to Colorado and we did a lot of thrifting when we got there. Um, Place called ARC, A-R-C, like a thrift shop and chain in Colorado. Found a record player for 20 bucks. It might have been 40. I don't know. But, um, you know, took it back home turned it on and it worked right away yeah. no problem it was turns out it's from 69 it's a zenith that's cool um huge speakers and those old speakers man there's yeah nothing like them yeah no they're great and uh yeah so that's where it started i think that was going on six years ago and there's a huge following the in like sense. the hi-fi in that like yeah. that's huge yeah that's gonna have to be you know from my older years but get into like the the really nice stuff. Yeah. You know, the really like original prints or, yeah. You know, cause right I'm, now it's all just hobby love. Great. Yeah. yeah. A buddy of mine, I went to his like parents house. This was for, no, not, not parents. Like I think it was his uncle. Um, this was just for like a celebration and the whole house I feel was wired with speakers. Wow. And he had, I think it was the whole house. If it wasn't the whole house, it was just the room. But I feel like there was like, and these were like hidden speakers too. Most of them look like your typical speaker, but some of them didn't. And like built in the wall? um, No, not built in. They were just speakers, old speakers that didn't look like a speaker at all. And I, I might be wrong that it was the entire house, but it was definitely a listening room and it was just, it was sick. So I would never have picked or like, put that someone in his family would be that invested to have a dope little listening room like that goals yeah for yeah, sure that, that would be awesome it's sick yeah do you have any like rare or odd vinyls lps um no i've got uh the soundtrack to drive another great soundtrack. okay um and then i've got uh slightly stupid that's um, done in orange and it's got a little like handwritten message on it yeah yeah the colored ones are really cool i dig yeah. those yeah i think we got a clear one that's got, sick uh, 
you know, Rage Against Machine, Metallica. Yeah, yeah these new Frank prints. Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These new, uh, these new pressings in, with color are huge. And, I mean, that's weird that we get to talking about the vinyls because today is record store day. Do you know about that? Nice, no. Before pandemic, it was one day devoted toward, like, these rare releases and re-releases of anything on vinyl anything on cd any not anything stuff on vinyl stuff on cd stuff on cassette that you could get in special pressings different colors um extremely shit that may have never been released to the public before but now uh, they've broken it down into like four it might be even more than that four days throughout the year and today just so happened to be one of them um and you can catch a lot of shit i've always been uh i've only done it once i believe and what i got was some pretty dope stuff i really get down with that is that like a nationwide thing yeah okay yeah Yeah. because we did that years ago in colorado yeah there was a lot of record stores in the springs yeah and so that was kind of our heyday before we had a kid yeah Um, i see yeah no that's weird i mean it's uh, it's odd that we are still talking about collecting. Yeah, and we've it's, gone in it's like all it's brought it's brought it back. It's uh, I don't know. It's strange. It's it yeah, but I love a good record, man. Um, the, fa- the like the act of doing it is what I originally started to get off on that I wouldn't get off on like with listening to CDs or cassettes. The physical like dropping the needle, finding the track that you want if you're not going to start it from the very beginning, but just doing it and then it sounds i feel much better well even though you can get some like dirty cuts or like you can get some pops and whatnot i think it just sounds better than a crystal clear cd and or cassette you can feel it Mm -hmm. for sure but then there's also that like well i don't want to wear it out yeah yeah so it's it's got to be you know a little bit sparingly yeah but but that also kind of you know, that's kind of part of the experience. You're like, well, you know, that's this is like a limited time thing. Mm-hmm. If I, I can't just play this thing into, you know, for a hundred hours straight. Yeah, and I'll share when we're done with this. I'll share some with you and show you a couple, a couple of probably. I don't know. I don't want to say prize possessions because I. Don't but know I know that. you had a CD collection. Yeah, I still do. Yeah, still yeah. do. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know because like I, my. I still love my CD collection, but I was always using it for my car. Yeah, and that's, that's why. It. That's why, mm-hmm. yeah. And now we're past that. So I know. It sucks because like, I only have one car that can take CDs. That's weird to say that can take CDs. I only yeah. have one car with the CD player in it. I, I, I sold my last one, yeah. and I don't have one. So it's yeah. like I've got one that has tapes, mm-hmm. and that's it. I hate that we've been forced into yeah. digital yeah. Via our automobiles at the current right. time. That sucks. Yeah. Well, and like me and you drive the same vehicle and you know, it's not like we can really just swap out Yeah. and get a you know, the old stuff. Yeah. You know. But the thing is, I don't think I would want to do that. Because right. that one's like No, I love I, I love too. the infotainment center on that. Yeah. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. It works. It's nothing mm-hmm. fancy, but it just works right. Yeah. And I will say like while Apple is a big, um, like big in this whole digital collecting thing, being yeah. at the iTunes and now like Apple Music, um, 
using their stuff, that CarPlay is pretty solid. I yeah, know that. it's it's pretty seamless. Yeah. yeah, and that that's that was one of the selling points on buying that. I was yeah. like, well, plug my phone in, and no it's problems. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have to do some crap. Yeah, but no, I don't know. Like I've never. It's been a while since I actually sat down at home and put on a CD. I think yeah. like with my setup, I'll, I'll I'll do it periodically. Yeah, but that also goes back to the fact like, oh. Which one do I have on CD and which one do I have on vinyl? So I'm right. If my choice is either one, I'm definitely picking vinyl first and foremost. What's really unique about the vinyl and CD experience is, you know, in anything like recorded media, physical, Mm -hmm. is that you know you are going to listen to an album from start to finish. Yeah, and that's something people do not do these days. Yeah, just one. That's a thing of the past. That was something that died with us. Yeah, you know. And um I didn't I didn't start that way. I was I think I was a singles guy. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. I was a singles guy and I was a compilation album right. guy. Right. I would re- be recording on, you know, my tapes yeah. on the radio. Yeah. And I think when I first tried to listen to like an album start to finish, I didn't I don't know, I didn't like it. Right. Now it's all I weird. did. Yeah, it yeah. was weird because it was like, like I just want to hear the one that I want to hear. Yeah, and like you have to go through this entire just, journey just to get to it. Yeah, and then then you get in the there's those albums where you just you have to listen to them start to finish. Mm-hmm. They're just so good. They just yeah. build, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, I like now I'm all for it. Start yeah. it, go to the end, right. and that's it. That's right. it's. I can hear. I guess I can hear like a journey or at like a uh, a story through the lyrics from the beginning to the end. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they're built that way. Um, you know, I really don't. I won't buy anything physical that that I can't listen to in that form. Yeah, because I don't want to skip around or whatever. Have you ever seen the the Pink Floyd album that's supposed to be like? Um, paired with the Wizard of Oz, yeah, Dark Side of the Moon, yeah, yeah. Have you have you done that? Yeah, I've seen that. That's yeah. pretty dope. I yeah. I dug it one yeah. one day. I just woke up and I was like, I gotta, I know about this. I gotta watch it, and it's sick. Yeah, the fact that it lines up that's essentially a, that's from a the conspiracy jump. theory, though. I mean, I it wasn't really um, meant for each other. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. I can obviously, see that. Yeah. yeah. But there was, you know, some theory that it was written for. Yeah, the movie. But it is weird how it does line up line a up. lot. I, I, I almost Especially perfectly the energy. Yeah, yeah. No, I really and liked it makes when I it watched it. So dark. Yeah. To me, that's the way I saw. I was like, oh, this is like a horror film. Yeah. Um, I've only seen it once that way. Yeah. But I mean, I was definitely entertained more than I would have been with the regular film. Right. I mean, I'm not dying to see no. Wizard of Oz, but it's not a shitty piece of work. Either, no, you know? no, no. It's a um, great piece yeah. of work. But so when you when you add those right. two, yeah. it uh, it was it was good. It was entertaining for sure. Yeah, and it, I mean, I, it is kind of the season for watching something like that to me. Yeah, I feel like you know the colder weather kind of signifies like okay, so our, warmer movies. You so know? you have a seasonal appreciation yeah. for film. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Absolutely. Okay, so I, I definitely get into the Christmas movie. I you know. October, it's Halloween, yeah. you know, yeah. it's all horror. Do you have any that you strictly reserve for a day or a season? I do. There's films that I won't watch 
in this Until season. Christmas. Yeah. I um, mean, not necessarily, sure, Christmas films, yeah, but um, no, yeah, yeah. even Halloween films as yeah, well, sure. like, I'll reserve those for, but I'll, I have a film I'll reserve for the summertime, you know? I, I used to um, have a collection for Christmas Day yeah. and, but, and Thanksgiving, but, you know, it's all just kind of seasonal now. Yeah. You know, more impatient, I guess. So I'll run a list and let me know what you think. So, um, like, for summertime, and I hope this doesn't date date myself, I reserve the Sandlot for the summertime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Reserve that. Uh, Halloween. I mean, that's really a 4th of July movie. Yeah, like, for sure. And uh, honestly, I do reserve it for that day yeah, as well. Or the night before. I mean, that's kind of what we did. The last two years, Fourth of July. Watch it's just, that. So, do that. Go do fireworks yeah. and like. It's a quality film for. I mean, for that. The, the air is just. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. You get into it. There's something about that movie that's just timeless too, and just sure. so good. I think it went into the theaters. I'm pretty sure it did, but I don't know. Like that's strange that they were able to accomplish what that film did for who it was trying to. I don't know. Uh, get across to. Yeah. So reserve that one for summertime. Halloween is definitely like reserve or October reserve for your horror films. It's always been, um, I mean, even dating back to like what they put on, like on TV, on their TV schedule, it's Mm -hmm. rearranged that way. I reserve like the shining for Halloween. Yeah. Um, let's see. Planes, trains, and automobiles. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, that's very like Thanksgiving. It's it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's it. That's all Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Christmas Story, of course. You got your Grinches, your Charlie Browns. Christmas as Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Um, what? Oh, here's. I think. Yeah, I reserved Die Hard for Christmas. How do you feel about that? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for me sure. too. Me too. I definitely like. And again, I'll only watch that. Be it the day before the eve, or even like the twenty third. Yeah, um, one year we did Tom Hanks giving. Okay, just Tom Hanks watching movies. film. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, and I, I like that. Like people release um, like things to do and or films to watch in sequence for like um, Halloween, for oh, yeah. Thanksgiving, and for Christmas, and I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, it's just so like for Tom Tom Hanks, it's so versatile yeah you know he's got so much stuff and I and think, they're all long so you know it's yeah like five movies in the day yeah i think that's all like i don't have anything for new year's or january or february uh nah i won't i won't i was gonna say stay state something but i won't do that for spring break yeah but i mean that's all i got on on that film. I, I can think of what I would have thought of as a child at spring break. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I were actually just talking about this girls gone wild. Oh yeah. That was, came and went for yeah. sure. I don't, I mean, such a weird time. Very late yeah. night promo stuff too. And it was only late night. They yeah, like comedy central. Weird. Yeah. Or whatever. Hitting the college campuses and whatnot, doing all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That would not fly these days. No, definitely get canceled quite quickly. Very quickly. Upset somebody. Tell me about some of like the state parks you've been to and or like other places you would recommend in Texas to see, like must-sees. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, uh, Palmetto State Park. Okay, where's that at? That's just south of Luling. Okay. 
Um, that's a nice little place. It's kind of like tropical. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of palm trees. Um, just a lot of like tropical things going on. Yeah. And there's a lot of elevation out there. So it's kind of fun. And you can camp out there, kayak, swim. Uh, they've got a little river. Yeah. Um, that's a nice little spot and it's not very far from here. It's probably 20 minutes, 25 okay. minutes. So that's definitely worth a little day trip. Yeah. Bastrop State Park is awesome. Um, you know, now's not the time of the year really because there's a lake and a pool there. But you can camp and get a little cabin out there. Okay. Uh, used to be home to a lot of endangered species, uh, frogs and lizards and things like that. Um, Palo Duro Canyon, up kind of closer to DFW, like Wichita Falls, I think. Okay. That's an awesome place. It's like the Grand Canyon of Texas. Yeah. Nice little spot to camp out. And that's, uh, I forget what the name of it for stargazing, but it's considered like a dark site, I think. Oh, really? Or something like that. So, great spot to take a telescope or, yeah. or just, you know, see with the naked eye. Yeah. And, I mean, have you seen what phones can do these days? As far as, like, tracking stars and, like, well, giving you that? Sure, that, which is crazy. But yeah. To think about. Um, but like the cameras, how they, how well they can zoom in, you know, you see the rings on Saturn. Oh, okay. that's dope. No, I haven't, yeah. I, I don't like often use my phone to like photo shit out yeah. at, at night. I don't yeah. really like it, but yeah, yeah, because they typically haven't been capable. Yeah. So. But no, I never thought about like zooming into Saturn and checking that out. And that's pretty dope. I did see yeah. the rings through a telescope, like, um, out in the North Texas area. So that was pretty dope. A little, some night watching there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love that. I don't know. Just, so yeah, I'm getting into it for sure. Like I was talking about, like just going out to big bend and doing all that type of stuff. That's super sick. And like I mentioned, you got to check that out. Right. Um, absolutely. huge fucking park, like just mind blowing of how like big it is. Yeah. Nothing out there. It's got its little, main um what would they call them they're shit i don't even know what to call them since i've only been there once they're like main hubs of uh i don't want to say civilization but the main campgrounds i guess so main campgrounds and then they have their little like sub main campgrounds like office yeah yeah yeah. office even like um resort area too okay yeah like cab um Lodging, I guess. Okay. Lodging and dining area. Mm-hmm. Little gas stations. Because it's crazy, like, the fact that you got to put a gas station out there for right. that purpose. Yeah. Or you're fucked. Um, there's websites where you can look at the land that's for sale out there. Oh, yeah? And there's, like, millions of mm-hmm. acres for sale. And, like, several, like, hundreds of millions of acres. You know, it's, yeah. Just, it's crazy. The amount you can buy, you know... The acreage of the city of Austin out there easily. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of stuff tapped into out there. Right. Yeah, and it's nothing. You'll have to, like, build your own civilization. Yeah, yeah for sure. Road, from a road no to grid. anything. There's no there's, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been taking financial classes, um, business classes and yeah. stuff. 
That's cool. Um, gonna start a small business or cool. two. Yeah. What like uh, what alleyway? What realm of business? Um, starting one that's gonna be like a bakery. Okay. Yeah. So, a local thing. Yeah. That's cool. Um, already got some initial images for like the brand and stuff. Yeah. I'll sh- I'll run that by you after this. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then the other one is gonna be a like a pop up pizza. Out. Okay, so both both in food? Yeah, didn't see it coming personally, yeah. but uh is that your personal like desired run to have them both in food? I I've got an entrepreneur spirit, so I I see thing like I see problems, I want to fix them. Yeah. I, it, it's nothing particular to me. Yeah. You know, I, I'll if I had my choice, I'll start 100 small companies. It, yeah. Just it's just another problem that yeah. I'm looking for really. Okay. Um and I don't know, you know, there's a little kind of a scene in like pop-up food in sure. Austin, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, like, do you know any places in Austin that do that? Like that, uh, I think it's uh, uh, Lazy Larry's or something, Dirty uh, Larry's. The, uh, the burgers, right? Yeah. On Rainy? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that was, uh, I can see like where you're going with that. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, Bad Larry's. Yeah. Bad Larry's Burgers. No, I haven't had any. Um, I've never had his stuff. But, but, you, but you know, the the idea of His what idea of, of what he delivers is dope. Right. And I think he's kind of gotten uh, yeah. Bad Larry. Don't hate me on this, but I, I've, if you're listening, um, I feel like he's kind of gotten away from right. that. Yeah. But I think yeah. his original push was yeah. like, yo, I'm going to be here at this fucking yep. table with 82 burgers yep. come through. Yep. If you're number 83, you're fucked. We'll yep. see you later on. That's... You know, similar to the idea we're going. That's cool. With. Not, you know, we're not trying to steal all his stuff, but yeah, yeah. And I think you know that's how you got to get into the market. Yeah, and he's going, you know, to brick and mortar. Rip, see, okay, so that's cool. They're they're he's supposedly he's doing the um the bear from that Hulu show. It's like uh, Ted. It's an no. Italian. Um, Sandwich, okay. I don't know about that. Oh, really? Okay, uh-uh. we'll have to. You'll have to look that up too. But it's a really popular sandwich, and he's going to do a restaurant. Like oh, that. okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah, um, I've never had his stuff. I won't. I'd like to try it, but I think he he got his big pop up pop up during like the pandemic time. Yeah, because I think he was right. doing it outside of his house. Yeah, and then dipped over to there. So okay, so yeah, and so that's the inspiration. That's of, cool for that one. The bakery is going to just be like more like made to order stuff. Yeah, custom, more like a catering essentially. Okay, are uh, you going to run that? No, no. Okay, okay, no. I got you. Yeah, I'll just I'll be doing you know the administrative stuff. Running okay, it, um, you know all of that. Yeah. So, and eventually, you know. The, I'll just try to become less involved with yeah. the company as it goes. Bakery and pizza pop. That's dope. Right. Nice. Yeah, and um, so that's where it's all going to start, but, you know, I'm going to, it'll be just going from there. Yeah, that's it. Well, shit, hopefully we we get to see some of this stuff pop off. Yeah, I'm really excited about the pizza cup, yeah. um thing. It's going to, we've we've got some, some exciting stuff. It's when, coming soon. Okay. And right. you can see us on Instagram. Uh, Hit that. Um, 
till death do us pizza. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Fuck, dude. We we could have been talking about this the old time. That's I'm I'm excited. We'll, I'm, we'll have to do an episode on that's it. That's dope. Yeah. We'll we'll make you a pizza and okay. see what you think. All right. Nice. Yeah. The pizza in the bakery. That's sick, dude. All right. Well, freak freaks and geeks. Um check that out. Check that that IG account out. Anything else you want to shout out? Close it out. No, that's that's all I got. All right, man. Me too. We'll appreciate you for coming through. Well, freaks and geeks, that's all she wrote. Thanks again to this week's guest on the podcast for coming in live into the studio and just sharing some of his thoughts, some of his his ideas, sharing some of his future endeavors. Cass, definitely go support that guy. Support his pizza pop-up that he's he's uh, got going in the works. Go follow him on IG and uh, show him some love in general because He's always been down for the podcast and uh, since day one, just always thrown support, always thrown some constructive criticism, always just uh, been willing to help out, give some new ideas and uh, uh, pump some new blood in the podcast. So big shout out to him. Go follow him. Go support him. We are closing in on uh, the finale, episode 30 of the podcast. We've still got episode 29 coming in hot next week, Freaks and Geeks, so you don't want to miss that one. You don't want to miss episode number 30. We got Big Family returning back, some returning guests to close this, this, uh, uh, this road to 30 out. So make sure you continue to follow us. Make sure you continue to like and subscribe on uh, on iTunes, on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to. Continue to throw support to the podcast because we definitely appreciate it. Got some good, good, good stuff planned for the future. Uh, continue to hit up that podcast hotline. We want to answer your questions. All right. All the future guests are just uh, getting ready to chime in on all your questions. So drop those. Drop those hot. At 512-522-3814. The Doctor's Orders Podcast is a life or death studio production. Have a great day. Keep your fucking head up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your continued support. We'll see you on the next one. Don't be late.